Hello everyone and welcome back to Live Truth. I'm so excited that you're choosing to listen to this podcast and today I have such an amazing guest with me. Her name is Alison Melindy. Hi Alison, how are you doing? Hey girl, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, I just want to first ask you this question that I ask everyone on my podcast. What does it mean to you to live truth? For me, to live truth is to live a life that is worthy of the calling to which I've been called. Sure. So, in other words, to really just live in purpose and to live mm-hmm. the way that, you know, God has called you to live, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I think one thing that people they when we become Christians, we, we lay our lives down and we pick up our cross to follow Jesus. And as Jesus, you know, said that he's the way and, you know, the truth. So we live according to how he has called us to live. And I feel yeah. like that is, is dying to ourselves, living in purpose. Mm. And it comes at a cost. I mean, it comes at a cost, but yeah. it's the thing of it's, it's no longer you who lives, but he lives in you. So live a life that is worthy of the calling which you have been called. Yeah. Wow. That is, well, that's a really amazing. And I think it's so important in our generation just to really look at what is the purpose that God has given me um, for yeah. my generation during this time. Because like, especially with social media, people are doing so many things and everything that you think that you must also do it. But it's quite important just to go back to the call, actually, and see what God is actually saying. I really love that. And you have um, your own page, your own ministry called The Set Apart Life. Um, so I just want to know a little bit more about that and just about what you do as well. Okay, so basically the vision behind The Set Apart Life is basically a movement of women realizing their identity mm-hmm. in Christ, right? And rising up mm-hmm. and walking in their God-given purpose, you know? Yeah. It's on the thing of wherever you are, represent Christ, so do not mm. aim to blend in, but rather be set apart as a child of God. Because I feel like in this day and age, so many people will go into spaces and we want to conform to the spaces so that we can yeah. fit in. But that also, you know, compromises the authenticity of what we are carrying. You know, mm. and I think that's one of the mistakes that we make when we go into places we so want to, you know, so badly want to be accepted by people, approved, mm. that we often forget we are in that place not to conform to it, but to change it. Yeah. And the only way we can change that, you know, environment which you are is, you know, you realize who you are in Christ, what your mm. purpose is, and walk in authority in that, in whatever space that You're you are right. in. So I feel like that that is the heart behind the movement because it's not just something that's going to end with me. Mm-hmm. I want that to be, you know, a representation of every woman who, you know, yeah. who is in Christ to be set apart in the environment where they are mm-hmm. and not trying to you know, be so badly accepted that they start conforming because that just really compromises the authenticity of what you carry. And I can speak for myself, that has happened in times where you begin to compromise, you know, you twist mm-hmm. the system you can fit in you don't want to be different people will look at you differently and that never works because then you just end up becoming like the people there and there's nothing different about you and I think that's the Mm. biggest mistake because I believe you know as a child of God as a you know someone who you know is pursuing you know um to be in to just be authentic because that changes things there has to be a difference when you walk Mm. into presence has to shift things people you know and that is not 
a representation of you, but it is the God, you know, it's your God, Christ who lives in you, yeah. you know, and I think, yeah, that's the vision behind it is to represent wherever you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I love that. And I just love the fact that you're also so, um, you also realize that when you leave this earth, that you also have to leave a legacy. Um, and just to see like, when people think of Alison and all of these things, they will be able to think, um, Alison was the one to help me to walk out and living a life set apart. And obviously not as a thing to make you like a big role model and like put God behind it, but just knowing that you were um, just the vessel that God was able to use in making sure that people in your own generation are living a life with purpose and set, and being set apart. And I would just like to know if you could go a little bit deeper into how living a life set apart allows you to live out your truth of living in purpose. You know, I would from I would say, you know, I think the most important thing is living a life that is set apart and in truth, right? Comes mm. from a place of understanding of who you are in Christ. Yeah. So in understanding who you are in Christ allows you to really begin to walk in purpose. Because I believe, mm -hmm. like, I can even speak if I have to, like, just pull apart my story, my journey. Me mm -hmm. discovering my purpose, that allowed me to live out my truth. Because mm -hmm. God giving me a re revelation of where he wanted to take me, what he wanted to do, allowed me mm -hmm. to really just put trust in God. Because often we mm -hmm. want things that, God might not want for us, but without mm -hmm. us understanding who we are in Christ, it's very hard mm -hmm. to let go of those things because God wants the very best for you. He knows what's ahead for you, etc., etc. Yeah. Et so in you understanding who you are in Christ with the revelation of who he is in your mm -hmm. life allows you to start, you know, letting go of control because I think that's the one thing that we sure. really want is control. Mm. And we can want things that are not in line with God. And I think the more I started, you know, growing in, you know, my faith, growing in, you know, the word, spending time in the word and just mm. seeing who God is, who, um, you know, God, that he keeps his promises has allowed mm. me to start a life of truth. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. Just that importance of identity and realizing that identity comes from God first. And the only way that we can also grow in like, seeing who we are is by seeing more of God. So I just love how you brought into that revelation of knowing who we are and also knowing who God is. Yeah. And it like makes me think of this one, I don't know, it was a small YouTube video by Jackie Hill Perry when she was just talking about the secret to surrender. And she was mm -hmm. just talking about the fact that literally if you want to like live a life surrendered, live a life set apart, mm -hmm. it's just to pray yeah. and ask God to reveal more of who he is. Because when you see who Jesus is, you see who God is and what he's going to do in your life and everything, then it becomes a little bit easier to put certain things away or to step away from certain things. Like, yes, there will be moments when you're like, oh, I really wish I could be doing that. But when you see who God is, it makes it so much easier to actually just walk away from those things um, mm -hmm. through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So I really love that. Amen. Um, yeah. And I think um, just like when I think of, I was just thinking about this this morning when I was just like reading over just the questions and everything. And I was just thinking about living a life set apart really means that you're being a disciple of Jesus um, and choosing to actually follow him. And there's a lot of people who believe in Jesus and they've seen what he's done and everything, but they're not really disciples. They're not following him. And we see that in the Bible as well, where Jesus would preach to masses of people 
but there'll only be a few people who actually were actually following him afterwards. Um, so I just wanted to know in your own life, when was that moment that you decided that you wanted to follow Jesus and be his disciple? Oh, you know, hey, you guys, uh, this like, you have to think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I think this is such a, uh, not a hard question, but not like such a direct answer for me because I grew up mm-hmm. in church and, you know, some mm-hmm. people are not fortunate fortunate enough to have grown up in church but I grew yeah, up yeah. in church I got saved at like a young age but also I think the mistake of what happens a lot in um, church environment especially I, I would speak from you know someone who's a child of color a black child that mm-hmm. like we often we are born into church it's not something you really choose so a lot yeah. of people might be Christian because they their family grew up in church, but I think there's a time that you know comes where you actually have to now stand and be like, actually, I actually want to you know make my relationship with God my relationship with God and not rely on um, the relationship my parents have with God. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it was in that awakening that I was kind of like, oh my word, like let's actually just actually dive deeper because there's a difference of being mm-hmm. in church and knowing God for yourself, knowing personally, not living off other people's testimonies, other, mm-hmm. other people's lifeline with God, but having your own lifeline with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me was probably a few years ago, I would say when I just stepped out and I started attending a different church to the church that I grew in. But in that stepping mm-hmm. out allowed me yeah. to really start forming the lifeline with God that I previously yeah. Um, never, not say never had the opportunity, but was lacking to do because I was so dependent and reliant on the God that I knew from the environment I was in, from my family. Yeah. But in me taking that step of faith allowed me to actually start to get to know God for myself. And I think mm-hmm. in that moment, the more I began to stand by myself to really just, you know, spend time in the word, understanding who God is that's yeah. when I decided, okay, I'm for, I'm going to follow because I understood it wasn't just a yeah. secondhand revelation. It was a firsthand deep revelation, a tried yeah. and tested through a fire. And I, you know, God really just, you know, holds, holds your hand through things. And you're like, Oh no, this is, mm-hmm. this is real. It's not just now my parents telling me hold the hand. I held the hand on my own and yeah. I saw God and I can stand and testify that I believe this because I believe it. I've seen God move and not because my mom has told me of the yeah. faithfulness of God. It's not, you know, it's become such a personal thing when you experience mm. certain things and you're able to stand and be like, but God, I've seen him for yeah. myself, you know. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. And I can really resonate with that. Because um, I also just grew up in like a Christian home, um, but I grew up in Joburg, so like for me, my decision came when I decided to go to university at UCT. Mm. And I remembered like when my dad had left, I was like, oh my gosh, the only person I have is Jesus. Mm. And I was like, okay, I need to get to know this person. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it might just be me and him. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And what was really cool that you did last year, which you all came at such a right time for me. I didn't, like, you know, like when someone put something out and you're like, okay, let me see what this is like. Yeah. And then you start going through it and you're like wow this was sent for me personally i was in your house (laughs) like god had sifa in mind when he told allison to write this devotional like come on somebody god always knows how to find you when he needs to find you that's the Mm -hmm. thing with god so i just want to know what was the heart behind writing your devotional driving out the canaanites 
you know, yo, that was such a stretch because when, you know, God told me to write the devotion, I was like, eh, I've never written like nothing of the spec and now I must mm. go write a whole devotional that's not even just going to be <laughs> by me. It's one thing to write something that you can come back and refer to, but something yeah. God's like, you need to put it out. Then it's kind of mm. like, ah, like me, yeah. put out something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's scary. It's, it's, you know, it's not... It's not something you, you do every day. So it's, it's, it was something that was very like, oh my word. Um, but yeah, as soon as I began to write it, I knew that it, it was God that was, you know, mm. telling me to write it because a lot of those things that I wrote in those devotion, I was like, Jesus, I could not have written this by myself. I could not have thumbsucked any yeah. of this because some of the things were just like, uh, like, really? You want me to say this? Like, really? You know? And yeah. as, you know, writing it, I think the heart behind that was kind of a, a, a glimpse and testimony of what God had done in my journey. Mm. That I've now gotten over certain hurdles and certain obstacles that God was like, I actually needed to share some of the lessons that, you know, have come about of, mm. that, you know, I'm calling a lot of people to certain things in certain seasons. Yeah. And there's just so much that they don't want to let go of. Yeah. so much for them but they don't have a revelation or they're not seeking me or they're oblivious to do what I want to give them because they are so comfortable in whatever it is that they're holding on to that I don't want them to be comfortable mm-hmm. in so yeah. God was like I actually need you to write this devotional and you know as serve as an encouragement but also allowing people to um to read the devotional but have a, a revelation of what God is saying to them from yeah. their situation. So that devotional mm. was kind of like, this is what it is. This is what it is. Or it's kind of like, this is what God is saying. I don't know your situation, but mm. this is what God is saying. So anybody who was in any situation, but God is speaking to you, you could, you know, go through that devotion and be like, you're really God. Because I feel like that was how God could get to people. You know, it was kind of like, what is God saying to you regarding, you know, the situation? And then it was up to whoever read it to actually have that personal time with God and be like, God, like, you know, what's up? This is what it is. (laughs) No, honestly, to be like, hey, Lord, this is what it is. Mm. But also just to have the courage to know that it it is possible to let certain things, to get on the other side. Because I feel like a lot of people struggle to let go of certain things because they don't know Mm. what's going to be on the other side. But it's, it's, it's just an encouragement when other people can also you know, read something that says, hey, someone's actually walked through a, a valley like this and God has met them, you know. And mm. so God wants to meet me where I'm at. And so that becomes a bit easier to just, you know, do what needs to be done. So, yeah. Yo, man, that's really amazing. And I'm just so happy that, like, you really, you, like, you had the courage to come and put it out. I think I saw a random quote today that was, like, courage is on the other side of yes. Mm. Um So I just really love that you stepped out and shared this with people because that's what our generation really needs. Like people, like as Christians, we need to be people that are really choosing to be set apart for God, to really just be, to really decide that we're not going to conform and that we're going to follow God. And it's not something that's talked about nowadays. Um, Obedience, especially. It's Mm. not something that people want to hear. They don't even want to hear that word. It sounds, people think it's too authoritarian and everything. But honestly, like to love God is to obey his commands, to walk in obedience. Um, So I really love the fact that you put it out and that you wrote it with so much love and encouragement that it wasn't 
something where people can feel shame but it was really like it was written in love like you could feel the love while reading it and this is my own (laughs) testimony of that praise god um and in your devotional you talk about how it was the israelites disobedience Mm. um that led them to living like the canaanites so for you how can you say that someone can start cultivating a lifestyle of, of obedience Sure. You know, cultivating a lifestyle of obedience, as I, I said, I think I mentioned this before, it's, you know, understanding the character of God, you know, spending mm. time in God's word, seeing that yeah. God is a faithful father and that he does look out for his children. So what in whatever God says to you, right, trust yeah. him, listen to what God says, because you've seen him, you've read his word, you know what God is capable of. And once yeah. you, you spend more time in God's word, you begin to understand and you really, really just, you know, soak in, spend time in the presence of God. It, it mm. becomes easier to surrender to God, to be obedient to whatever God is calling you because you've seen God deliver people from some of the craziest things. And if you did yeah. it for them, he can do it for you. And so mm. um, just knowing who God is and trusting yeah. him and listen, God's not going to let me down. Like, it's going to be hard, mm. but God has done it before and he can do it for me. And yeah. I think, you know, obedience is cultivated through spending time in God's word and the presence mm. of God and understanding his character. That's that's literally what I would say. That's how yeah. obedience is cultivated. Yeah. yeah, I really love that. And that's really true. Um, and unfortunately, in our society, it's not many people cultivate a lifestyle of obedience this is not me trying to judge the world yeah. or anything <laughs> but it's out of a place of love and realizing mm-hmm. that okay we all need to like i can see where god wants all of us to be as just yeah. our generation but yeah it's just a lot of people walking in partial obedience so do you have like have you ever just thought about it um just in terms of like why people may be choosing or finding themselves walking in partial obedience with god and how can like how can we as christians actually just support and encourage each other um to walk in obedience you know i think the issue of partial obedience it's it's because often when god is asking you to do something and be obedient it goes against the social norms it goes Mm. against what people think you know people who are not in christ think and i think that's the challenge is that People often are partially obedient because they want to fit in with the world. They want to please Mm. people and the fear of letting go of control. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge with partial obedience. We want to have this and this and still experience the fullness of God. Mm. And I I don't think, you know, um, that's not possible because I feel like in order to really just be where God wants you to be, there's a lot of things you have to let go of. But also yeah. that's, that's the hardest thing. I mean, I'm even going to speak for myself. Some things you're just like, God, but can I not have that and do yeah. this? And God is like, no, like, baby girl, no, no. <laughs> and you got to be like, okay, God, like, it's hard. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie and say it's easy to be obedient because that would just be lying. It is not yeah. easy. But the more and more I get to know God, the less and less I want to have control. And I also think it's also very important to really just pay attention who's in your inner circle because as Mm. you share 
you personal things with people in your inner circle, they're able to hold you accountable. And as soon as they yeah. see that you're stepping out or away from where God was to take you, they're able to mm. you know, pull you back into line and be like, hey, Alison, um, I think you're stepping off a bit here. Hey, yeah. just mix mm-hmm. it up a bit. And then they can kind of, you know, help you put you back on the right, you know, path. And that's how you also just keeping at it and what God has told you to be. Because obedience is not just a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing where you continuously have yeah. to keep up and check to be obedient to God. So have that right accountability yeah. in your life. People you can be, you know, honest with. Because I often, you know, I don't know where I read this or listened to it in a podcast where it says, be honest with the people you love, you know, be yeah. honest with everyone. Yeah. But transparent with the people you love. So be honest yeah. with people, but be transparent with the people who are in your inner circle about what are you going through, what's happening, so that they can keep you accountable mm. and make sure that hey, you're actually being faithful to you know what God has called you to, what yeah. He's placed in your hands. So yeah. yeah, man, I think the one thing that I'm always just hearing from, I think like almost every single person I've had on my podcast is just that. These like people like you who are walking out in truth and really choosing to follow God. The one thing that I see that is a common thread is just that thing of having a good community, having a good inner circle. Um, so I just want to know for you, like how how did you like um, just find your place in realizing the importance of your inner circle in terms of discerning the type of friends and the type of people that you hang out um, with? Because like sometimes we can have, for personally in my own life, I do have mm-hmm. like some friends that aren't saved yeah. um, or who don't have similar lifestyles to me, but they're not really in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. But there is also a discernment where I know that there's some people, even though like they might be the same type of person, but in my heart that I realize, okay, this person's actually not good for me. Let me step mm-hmm. away from this person. Um, so just for you, um, how important is discernment just in terms of your inner circle and just the people that you hang around with and how do you go about it? You know, I I haven't always gotten this area right because I think it's just the type of person that I am. I want to be every, I want everybody to be my friend, not in a yeah. way that you sort of like go looking for friends. But I just I'm a people person, so I, I find it easy to make friends to get along with people. I'm you know I'm that type of person where I just get along with people. So I feel like that's the trickiest thing is not to mistake getting along getting along with people that they're my friends. So yeah. I think that was the first lesson I learned is that just because I I um I get along with everybody doesn't mean they are my friend. And mm. then that got me into a position of um telling the difference between acquaintances and friends. Yeah. So I think last year was is I got just really just ripped a mat from underneath my feet and was like, girl, we've got to <laughs> fix this because mm. not everybody needs to be in your inner circle. And I learned that the very hard way. Um, but our God has been so good in that area where God, you know, once I started understanding that, okay, this is what my purpose is. This is where God's taking me. It became a bit easier to kind of filter out, okay, this person, actually God, I love them. I love people, but they are not good for me. They are not yeah. where I'm going. They don't have to be building mm-hmm. what I'm building, but I believe they can help me support in what I'm building and help me carry it to yeah. where I'm going. So in mm-hmm. that sense, it's kind of, I realized that, okay, there's a difference between acquaintances and friends, first of all. Mm-hmm. So let me get yeah. that. Second of all, I can love on people, but that doesn't mean they are in my, they mean to be in my inner circle. Yeah. Secondly, God has called me to a certain thing, 
are these people in line with the lifestyle and place where God has called me? Mm. Second of all, yes, we might not be carrying the same thing, but will they be able to help, you know, support you in whatever you're carrying, mm. you know, um, be there, pray, etc., whatever it is that you need the support? Yeah. And thirdly, what does their lifestyle look like? Because I want to yeah. have friends who are, I can have friends in my outer circle, what not to, you know, might not be doing, you know, what I'm called mm. to do or living that life. But me being in that circle allows me to be a light for them to see actually there's a different way of yeah. living. But they must be very careful not to then put them into that inner circle. Yeah. But my inner circle has to be people where I look around and be like, our lifestyles are equally yoked. That we believe yes. in the same thing. We believe in the same, like, that this is wrong. Mm. You shouldn't do this. This is how you should be living. I feel like that is very important for your inner circle. You cannot, have, you cannot mm. have people who are in your innermost circle who are living a lifestyle that God you know, um, that you have had a revelation that is not the lifestyle that God wants his children to live. Yeah. Because as it's soon as now, you need to have people in your circle. As soon as you're going astray, be like, girl, you can't be doing mm-hmm. it. Because, yeah. you, are, you know, you're on the same page about the lifestyle. I feel like that's very mm-hmm. important, guys. Like, your friends can make or break you. Yo, guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> friends, guys. Very, very, very true. They you make or break you. And if you do not have the right friends in your inner circle, you will miscarry what God has allowed you to carry. Yeah. And I think that's the yeah. biggest mistake that can happen is that once God gives mm-hmm. you something and you trust the wrong people, you can easily miscarry without even you realizing yeah. that it was the environment, it was the friends who you birthed, mm-hmm. whatever God was carrying, you know, in their presence. Yeah. So, Yeah. Thank you so much for being on Live Truth. I just want to also just want to ask yourself people can connect with you and how they can get your devotional. And I know you're writing another devotional as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so people can catch me on my social media. Um, Instagram, Alison underscore Melindy. I think it is Alison underscore Melindy. Yeah on Instagram and then obviously my set apart life page and I feel like that is still coming along because I think it's mm-hmm. something that God is still building and um, yeah so you can check that out but um, my main page is obviously my my own personal feed Addison underscore Melindy I, I'm currently not on Facebook I was on Facebook but I deactivated that so let's just mm-hmm. leave that I think it's mostly just my Instagram and then my devotional if they want the one that I've already written they can just DM me on Instagram and then I can send it to them. It's free. And then my next one is coming. Um, I'll be doing a little, like, just let people know about that soon when that will be available. Um, yeah, and if people need anything else, they can also email me. They can just DM me on Instagram and then get my email and you can chat by email if there's anything specific that they need um, from me. And for now, those are the platforms that they can get me on. Yeah. Thank you. I'll put this all in the show notes. And just thank you, Alison, just for this interview and also just for choosing to be a light and yeah, just for impacting so many people's lives and just choosing to walk in obedience. Um, yeah, like really, really amazing. And thank you for that. And no, thank you for having me on this podcast. I never take it lightly. I always get nervous, guys, when I'm on people's podcasts because <laughs> I mean, this is people's platform which has been given to them by God. So when you come on this platform, you respect their platform as well. And yeah, yeah so it's also just thank you so much for, you know, asking 
you know me to be on here and i just thank god that he also gave me the ability to be able to share on this podcast i do not take it lightly and entrusting me to share as well because like i mean a lot of people they have influence in this world but they do not have kingdom authority and i think yeah. that's the one thing with christians we want to have kingdom authority in wherever we influence because it's not enough to just have influence you want to you know bring heaven to earth so yeah. i do thank you for you know just allowing me this opportunity to just share you know what god has placed on my heart and yeah yeah thank you Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Live Truth. I really, really, really encourage you guys to check out Alison's devotionals. They've really, really impacted my own life. So please do not hesitate to DM her on Instagram or you can even DM me at live.truth and I will also help you get the devotional. It's free. Just remember that it's also free and it will really be a blessing. And yeah, just to realize that living a life set apart will really empower you to think truth speak truth and live truth.